0: Mission Log Supplemental, number 26. The one with your Star
1: Trek pals. So I had an idea, John. I had an idea, uh, actually, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Let's watch a completely new episode of Star Trek. No such thing. Well, you think that... <laughs> And you're actually right. But soon, that will not Uh be the case. Uh, Because there's there's, there's new Star Trek coming. There's new Star Trek on the horizon. There's a new day dawning, a new breeze blowing, a new captain of some sort of ship. Probably, but we don't even know that. We know very little. Hi, by the way, it's Ken. And this is John. Yeah, we're doing a mission log supplemental kind of thing. We're doing basically what everybody's been doing, I guess, since, well, as we record this, since Monday. But it'll probably be like, you know, for the past week by the time people hear it talking about the new star trek which is really talking about something about which we know nothing right almost nothing
0: this is kind of the show that i didn't want to do (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) be quite honest because uh, what this show is going to be is going to be 10 minutes of of you and i doing a very novel thing which is saying to each other in a conversation what we would otherwise be tweeting
1: yeah that's kind of true here's Mm -hmm. why we're doing it though should yeah. we say why we're doing it? Why we, why we, we should, finally yeah, decided yeah. to
0: do it? Because other, otherwise there's no justification.
1: Well, there is. It's just people don't know what it is. Okay. Um, we have heard from a few people, and and this is really, this, this episode is kind of for those few people. Now, hopefully everyone will enjoy it. But we've heard from a few people that we're their Star Trek pals. That, you know, day to day, walking around, doing their stuff, they don't actually have anybody with whom to geek out. They don't have anybody with whom to talk about Star Trek stuff. They don't have anybody in their lives who gets nearly as excited as they do about Star Trek stuff or thinks about it as much as they do. And we've sort of become those people for some people. I know we're not that for everybody, and that's fine. I, I wasn't trying to be that to anybody in the first place. So so <laughs> it's really – it's it's an honor to be that for, for, for that small group of people, right? Yeah, I,
0: I like being their Star Trek pal.
1: Yeah. And then I'll,
0: I'll wear that proudly. And yeah. so
1: then you can't be a jerk and like not talk about the biggest Star Trek news because you know you've got like, you know, five or six people on the planet who are like, I wish there was somebody who gave a darn. Yeah. Here we yeah. are giving a darn.
0: So, so this is for you this is where all the exactly you who, who wrote and just and for whatever reason really wanted to hear us talk
1: about it um, yeah so, i can't so. imagine why you'd want to personally except you know we're your star trek pals so right come along <laughs> so, with us won't you so we'll call this episode john and ken your star trek pals um <laughs> that should okay, actually be so. our names we should rebrand <laughs> go ahead i i am yeah go on pal (laughs) let's uh, all right pal
0: i will uh let's start out with what we know okay here we go and and i will redo the headline that i wrote to a friend of mine when he was asking me about this new show and the the headline that i wrote was network that owns star trek ask guy who has produced star trek to produce more star trek Hmm. there's our news headline. so CVS which is the company that has the TV distribution rights. They're not Paramount. They don't have the film distribution rights. CBS has the TV distribution rights to Star Trek. They asked Alex Kurtzman, who has produced Star Trek in the past. He was a co-writer and co-producer on the last two J.J. Abrams movies, and he will be or is currently a producer on the upcoming Star Star Trek movie from J.J. Abrams.
1: So they have asked him... Not from J.J. Abrams. It's part of the J.J. Trek thing, but J.J. Abrams is not directing the Star Trek movie.
0: Oh, no, no, yeah, uh, uh, of course. Right, right, right. Um, Right. But but it is still his company. It's still a bad robot. Okay. Uh, But Alex Kurtzman has been asked to produce this yet untitled Star Trek project for TV. And they have said that it will premiere on broadcast TV on CBS in the United States, and then it will move over to their streaming platform called... CBS All Access, and this will all kick off in January of 2017, and that—that that is it. That is all we know. Mm-hmm. That a guy who has produced Star Trek will be executive producing more Star Trek, right, for the company that owns the TV distribution
1: rights. Well, that's all we know about the show itself, mm-hmm. because I mean there are a number of things that have people up in arms. I mean, you can start with the fact that uh, Kurtzman is there. A lot of people are not happy with with uh, JJ Trek. I think that, see, here's the thing. When people have been asking
0: you and me, what do you think about this? The the underlying thought, and a lot of that, not all of it, but the underlying thought is, aren't you outraged that somebody who has had his hands dirtied by J.J. Abrams' Star Trek has been asked to make more Star Trek? That, that's sort of the underlying implication of that, that question. And I think that's what a lot of the explicit anger is about. Online, when I see things in my Facebook timeline and I see other comments on twitter and that 's the part that to me just sort of gets really ugly and and makes me not interested in talking about it Mm. to be quite honest because even though i may have my problems with those movies and more problems with one movie more than another (laughs) what are
1: you saying john
0: i'm saying that (laughs) i'm saying that a i'm kind of over fan outrage yeah and and b this is still a new unknown quantity yeah we have no idea, and uh, the way that TV works, an executive producer is not the guy who is day-to-day writing scripts. Right. He's not that guy. If you think about um, uh, think about the last season of Enterprise," which I, I don't think you've actually watched most of Enterprise, have you? I
1: have not watched most of Enterprise. I was actually I watching Enterprise for the first time when we started doing Mission Log. so I said, I'm going to put that on hold because you know now I'm watching Star Trek in this completely different way, and so I need to. I just sort of rethink that. I don't just throw Star Trek on in the background now. So honestly, you can make up whatever you want to about the last season of Enterprise and yeah, I'll be fine. All right.
0: Well, the reason that I brought it up was to say this, that Enterprise was a show that divided some fans. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. And by the time you got to the fourth season and they had brought on Manny Cotto as the showrunner, and that's kind of the critical position there, executive producers were still Rick Berman and Brandon Braga. Still their show to run uh, to, well... To executive produce but Manny Cotto is the guy with his feet on the ground and he's the guy who had the power to make that show into one of what he wanted to make and among people who watched Enterprise they felt like oh wow Four season is fantastic this is great here's a guy who got to come in and put his spin on things I say all of that to say that Because we know that Alex Kurtzman is executive producer, it actually doesn't tell us anything about the showrunner, about the point of view of the show, about the – well, they they haven't released any information about time or location or characters
1: or premise or anything like that. Except that it's going to be all new characters. That's the one thing that we do know. I mean, they may include other characters, but this is not going to be – well, rebooting the original series worked so well. Now we're going to reboot next gen. I mean, th- right, it's supposed right. to be new characters. Unless they, you know, do that Orsi timeline thing, where it's like, well, no, young Picard is a totally new Picard because you know <laughs> right. he split off. And if Nero right. proved anything, you can say whatever you want.
0: Well, and then the, so let's talk about that a little bit because with those movies, you had the collection of Orsi, Kurtzman, Lindelof, and J.J. Abrams. But even in our conversation with Bob Orsi. It was him saying, like, okay, well, this was my call, but this other thing was not. Mm -hmm. And it it, it was sort of that combination of people that led to the final product of what you got. So it's not just one person and certainly not just Alex Kurtzman coming in and saying, here are all the things we're doing with the new movies. didn't work like that. Um, So it's very hard for me to get worked up one way or the other to say this will be amazing or this will be terrible because I won't know until January 2017
1: when I turn on CBS and watch that first movie. Here's the one thing that is very exciting. And, okay. I, and I think this is something that we have heard repeatedly uh, mm. at every convention we've gone to, and certainly we hear it in emails and you know responses from people as well. It's episodic. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. I mean, you, you, you are finally going to, theoretically... You get a better shot I'll put it that way you get a better shot of actually exploring the kinds of things that Star Trek was originally built to do when you can take a few weeks when you right. can when you can do not necessarily smaller stories in scope but smaller stories and that well we're not going to blow a hundred million dollars on this one story in the hopes of making four hundred million dollars back right i mean yeah. you're not you're not you're not doing a tentpole at this point you're more doing a Uh, i don't know a campground i guess a bunch of little Mm -hmm. tents Mm -hmm. (laughs) rather than one giant tent that's trying to make all of the money that part is is honestly very exciting now yeah Yeah. do you want to do a weird thing that we've never had to do with star trek before sure you want to talk about the business model
0: yeah all right because i I think that's the other thing
1: that has divided a lot
0: of yeah this has
1: made a lot of people very angry
0: and i'm kind of shocked at that um I, I don't know why I'm Wait, shocked. Should we that. say what it
1: is first? Oh sure, yeah. yeah. So so CBS, as John said a minute ago, or a moment ago, or a few moments ago, is going to be uh, uh, doing the the uh, the pilot, I guess, or, or the first episode is going to happen uh, on broadcast television, and then the rest of it goes on CBS All Access, as you mentioned earlier. Now CBS All Access is an online thing, although. The line between online and television is getting blurry, and I think that's part of what CBS is doing. I mean, the reason it's getting blurry is because it's shifting. It's sort of like that thing when you sit at the doctor's office and you know, you're know you sort of between lenses at this point. Right. Right. Um, I know that I personally watch almost everything that I watch online, be that on my iPad, uh, on my iPhone occasionally, but that's a little small, or uh, Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And there are all kinds of streaming devices out there. There's the Roku. There's the Amazon Fire, whatever thing. Um, there's Google Chromecast. And this is just as we talk about this this minute by 2017. Who knows what else there will be? Right. And I think because more television is moving online, CBS is saying, all right, well, let's, let's, let's kick this. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> sort of, right. I think we're going that way. So let's go ahead and get a bunch of people to come with us right now. And uh, and so for six bucks a month, you have access to everything that CBS is showing live. And you have on-demand access to the stuff that they just showed you, like last night's Colbert Report. Not Colbert Report, whatever. Last night's um, Late Show with Stephen Colbert uh, is available uh, today because you have CBS Hall access. And then you've got access to all kinds of other stuff. Like all of the other Star Trek stuff is already available on CBS Hall access right now. From original series, I assume animated series, but I'm not sure. But then, you know, all the live action stuff is there. Mm-hmm. And and so, I mean, that's, that's the way TV is going. Um, my other thing that I do besides Star Trek stuff is I do a technology newscast. And Jon Stewart is producing stuff for HBO that's going to mostly, I mean, it's going to be available on HBO, but HBO is really pushing the fact that he's going to be doing stuff for their online service. Um, uh, TV is going online. Yeah. And, and so Star Trek, the next version of Star Trek, is going online. And are they using the love of the Star Trek fan to get people to pay for their stuff? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's like um, – see also The Sopranos, The Wire, Deadwood. Um, That's not a CBS property, HBO, is it? And I can't think of the, – the L word, I guess, with sure. Showtime, which is CBS. Um, Nurse Jackie, uh, Dexter – this isn't what they're doing. It's just it's not tied to cable anymore. It's tied to online. And yeah. I get people being a little upset that they have to pay to watch Star Trek. But you kind of have to pay to watch Star Trek anyway. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nowadays, I mean, you didn't have to originally, you know, originally it was all it was a UPN. It was, you know, it was whatever local station happened to carry TNG. It was uh, NBC back in the day with the original series. Um. Yeah, though, I mean, most people pay for television now, and this is television for what you're going to have to pay. And it's it's upsetting a lot of people.
0: But I would go a step further, and I would say that this business model is absolutely crucial for the future of Star Trek. Um, Science fiction, you know, big-budget science fiction drama does not typically do well on TV. And TV now, compared to TV 10 years ago or 20 or 50 years ago, is a totally different thing. Yeah. Um, Let me give you another comparison based on Enterprise. So 10 years ago, actually, well, 11 years ago now at this point, New Battlestar Galactica was out, and it was hot and new, and it was on the cover of magazines, and people were talking about how this was the hottest show that was the biggest ratings hit the Sci-Fi Network had ever had. And people were going nuts over that show, right? Mm -hmm. At the exact same time, Enterprise had been saved from cancellation Twice They knew they were going to get canceled for good at the end of their fourth season um, because it was a ratings flop on the UPN network, right? Can I tell you that those shows were doing the exact same numbers? (laughs) (laughs) But nobody expected
1: anything from anything off of sci-fi.
0: Exactly. And the expectation of how many people had to tune in to float that show, um, how many people had to tune in to make that show stand out on the sci-fi network compared to their other programming that made all the difference in the world. So fast forward 10 years now, and that landscape has gotten more and more and more divided. And you don't even, well, you don't really have a QPN network anymore. You have kind of the, the last remnants of CW, but it, you know, enterprise was on at a time when everything was going to reality programming. And those shows would cost a 10th of what it would cost to put, um, Big budget sci-fi on the air. Let's look at big budget sci-fi on network TV. Go back to the original Star Trek, Saved by the Skin of Its Teeth, to even get that third season. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Go forward a little bit more. Battlestar Galactica, Buck Rogers. Those were big budget NBC primetime shows. Those died quickly. Um, and then do what, do Firefly.
1: Sure, Firefly, Firefly, died. Firefly. Yeah. Fox actually has a has a great history of of screwing up. Science fiction, it seems to me. Um, I think it was it Fox that actually Fox did Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not sci fi. But I mean, they 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 they, those shows. I don't know if that's Joss Whedon. I don't know what that is, but those shows did very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Joss Whedon also did Firefly and Firefly. If they had shown it in order and if they had left it on a good night, a good time slot and actually promoted it might have done something. But I think of the 16 episodes of Firefly that were produced, they showed 12 of them. I I think. And it was and it was a moving target. Right. The whole time. Uh, Almost human. They did the same thing, um, which was for people who don't know, was actually a great robot show uh, with Carl Urban. There's the Star Trek tie in. mm -hmm. Um, uh, Well, sort of Star Trek tie in, depending (laughs) on who you ask. Uh, It was a fantastic show. And and they showed it out of order and it was never clear when it was going to be on. And uh, it it died a quick and painful death or a slow and painful death. It didn't last long but it was painful to watch it go. I guess maybe that's a good way to say it. Anyway.
0: And I think CBS is being very prescient here about what TV looks like now and what TV will look like in a little over a year from now. Um, You can't maintain a big budget sci-fi TV show on network TV where things have to get moved around. They have to find the audience and they have to make that money back. I'm hoping and I assume that this new show will be big budget And it will have great writers and it'll have great material and it'll have interesting character arcs and story arcs that we want to follow for some time to come. We would all feel cheated if it premiered and then the audience kind of went away because other things were competing for that attention. And if it didn't make that Friday night time slot, then it gets moved and moved again and then suddenly it's gone before you even knew it was there. I don't want that to happen to this. This is the only way to guarantee almost That this show can live on its own and keep going on its own. And let's talk about the value proposition there. I think I told you the other day that when Star Trek 09 came out, I probably spent 50 bucks in theater tickets. (laughs) To go see that movie, right? You know, yeah. And and and, uh, well, just to to put a kind of a time and date stamp on this show that we're recording now, um, Spectre is about to come out, and I will probably spend a good thirty to fifty bucks to go see that in theaters, and I'll probably buy a Blu-ray when that comes out, and there will be many other things that that take my money
1: for that particular movie. You are such a lunatic, though. You're talking about Spectre, and we are seriously six weeks away from Star Trek. I mean, Star Wars. Star excuse Wars. Me. Star yeah, well, the, the I've, already, I've already bought my tickets for that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, right? mean, that, that's, yeah. I mean, that's sort of a bigger value proposition thing, I think. It's, I think the, they started selling tickets, seriously, eight weeks before the movie yeah. was coming out. Well, uh, okay, and my ticket for that is 20 bucks. Wow. You want to 3D I, IMAX?
0: I'm going 3D IMAX at the Chinese.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, well, uh, did you get an extra ticket? Morning.
0: Uh, actually, I think we do have one. If do you come really? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm supposed to see it here in Buffalo. <laughs> it's
0: a big group of us. Oh, so, man.
1: You know. Oh, I shouldn't have <laughs> but, asked about the extra ticket. Anyway, go ahead.
0: All right. But, okay, so there's 20 bucks. Now, let's look at that with CBS All Access or, or Netflix or whatever. I could spend I, – I could get myself uh, – Three months of CBS all access with change left over if I do that same, you know, same amount. If I look at it and say, Okay, here's twenty bucks I can spend on entertainment. So I can get three months with some left over to go buy a cup of coffee and, yeah. and then binge watch Star Trek. I'd even wait until Star Trek has been out for a little bit. And then I could go online and and watch it all in a couple of months or three months. I don't actually have to spend the five ninety nine dollars every single month, every year for the rest of my life Yeah, to get that. So I'm really not too terribly concerned. All you have to do is look at the closet in my parents' house where all the Star Trek toys have accumulated for a Decades <laughs> and, and and know that I do not mind spending a few bucks on Star Trek here and there. I would have bought DVDs, I would have bought Blu-rays, I would have bought VHS back in the day. Now the way to buy it is to buy it like that. And um and they probably will come out with a Blu-ray set, and yeah, I'll probably end up buying that too <laughs> <laughs> if I feel like it's worth it. So I, I think we can all kind of, you know, slowly exhale and realize that TV network Science fiction is kind of a thing of the past, and even when it was in the past, it didn't always work the way we wanted it to work. This is the best chance that Star Trek has to get on, find an audience, and stay there.
1: Yeah, and yes, we can talk about what – well, no, we can talk about what our hopes are for the show and for how they present it and things like that. I mean, personally, I want it to be bingeable. Now, when you say – You'd probably have to wait. Yeah, CBS is trying to get people to pay $6 a month. So they're mm. probably not going to do the Netflix thing of, hey, here's all 13 episodes or all 20 episodes or whatever. It probably is going right, to end right. up being a little bit episodic, which it gets a little uh, – for some reason, that's just not as – it's not as much of a thing when you're watching online television. I was very excited about the sixth season of Community, which came mm. out on Yahoo. And for some reason, Yahoo did that where they uh, showed every – they showed it – they did they did it episodic. They did it every week. Every week at some time on some day the new episode of community could come out or would come out. And I can't tell you what time or day it was because what ended up happening was I would forget, I would forget, I would forget, I would, forget, I would go back and check. Suddenly there are four episodes of community. And that's how I watched it. Right, right. Um that's what I would hope for Star Trek, but it's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's okay, because as you say, I can either wait three months, which is also not gonna happen, and go back and watch, you know, a whole bunch of episodes or I can just get used to watching it every yeah uh, every week again. And yeah, it'll well, cost me eighteen bucks, I think, for okay, those three or, months. Or or you could wait a year. Yeah, and that's you know? really not gonna happen. You're you're a lunatic <laughs> now.
0: Well, I'm saying for, for people who feel like the, the value of six bucks a month isn't work at worth it. They could wait a year yeah. and spend six bucks once. Yeah. And then watch an entire season worth or, or however much they've made at that
1: point. So um all right. Can I can we do just one thing? And I apologize. I've actually yeah, I have yeah. to keep us relatively uh, quick here today because yeah, that's fine because I got a motor. Um, can, can can I say one thing that I hope for for this show? OK, go ahead. All right. I don't want I don't I don't you know, if it's on a space station, that's fine. If it's on a planet, that's fine. If it's on a starship, that's fine. I don't care mm-hmm. which of those things it is. What I hope for is just throw me in the middle of it. That's the one thing. Having watched the original series and then uh, watched Next Gen as we did recently. Yeah. You go back to the cage or you go back to the man trap, either one. Star Trek started with Hey, we're doing what we always do. I'm not going to introduce myself because you know who I am. I'm not going to introduce this guy because you know who he is. We're not, we're not doing introductions. We're in the middle of something here. And, and you either need to keep up or step off. I found Mm -hmm. the beginning of Next Gen boring i love yeah. next gen i was excited about it because it is my star trek but when we went back and watched it i was like wow how seriously why don't we just <laughs> don't we just print out a dossier for everybody i missed like when we meet pike in the cage he's thinking about quitting yeah, <laughs> this no, is right, the beginning right. this is the beginning of the hero's journey for us is he, he's just had the tar kicked out of him and he's like Man, i'm so close to done um that is the only thing I wish for. That's if, if if anybody if if anybody ever hears anything that I have to say about this, just throw me in the middle of something exciting. I don't want to do the whole you know hold my hand and walk me through it. I'll I'll learn as I go. Um, yeah, that's the the only thing. So now, John, you get one wish. Okay, what, what is it?
0: Um I I agree with you that I don't care if it's on a planet or a starship or or any of that. And and I honestly don't care when it's set. It it could be in the 22nd, 23rd, 24th century. I really don't care. Um as long as the stories are about people and not about space battles. And I think Star Trek mostly has been very good about being that. Um, and you can tell when they kind of veer off from that, but Star Trek is at its best when it's about people, when it's about drama, when it's about relationships and it's about what people can do and can achieve. Um, so as long as they sort of have that as their guiding principle, not, um, they're not pulling their hair out about, um, Oh, well, did the, did the Romulan war occur here? And then did the Klingon Peace happen here? And yeah, that that's all fine background. It is but make sure that you're putting character
1: first. Okay, your answer is better. I want to change mine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, can can we just say one other kind of cool thing, just going back to this idea about... um, about uh, CBS On Demand and, and All Access and all of that, yeah. that, that there's a really cool opportunity here for Star Trek to do something it's never done before, which is that you can really drive home those those long arcs, those long character arcs, long story arcs, and they have the freedom to not worry about Time restrictions, content restrictions. I mean, not that Star Trek is going to go a direction of being super adult and they need to make it super
1: edgy or Star Trek know. After Dark.
0: You know, they don't need to use you know, choice language to make it you know, newer and better and grittier. But there is a freedom that comes with being on that platform that you simply don't get with conventional TV. You're going through that list of shows that you like on HBO and Showtime. And I would throw in you know, shows that are original programming for Netflix and Hulu that, that just have
1: complete freedom to do what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's
0: exciting for Star Trek to be able to do that now.
1: You look, at the, uh, you look at the model that's been set up by Netflix as well. I mean, if you watch Daredevil, they don't spend a lot of time in, in Episode 6 telling you what happened in Episodes 1 through 5. They, in fact, spend no time telling you that because they're all there. Right. <laughs> There's no reason right. for you to start at Episode 6, start at Episode 1. So that's kind of cool, too. I mean, that does free up, even if they gave themselves like a strict, you know, 48-minute window, yeah. they don't have to spend four of those 48 minutes saying, well, you remember what happened last time. Well, yeah, right. in fact, I do because I just watched it and I went to the next one. So so move right. on. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's it's exciting. I, I mean, people love Star Trek. People hold Star Trek dear. And I think every time uh, Starfleet mom. Yo, Christine, what's up? Hey, Christine. Starfleet mom actually posted on Facebook. Be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. <laughs> and And that's the thing. We're in this we're in this sort of like nervous period for some people now where it's like, oh, they're going to screw it up. Well, maybe mm. they mm. might. Yeah. But, you know, they might not, too. I mean, it might actually become something. This could end up being someone's Star Trek. And I, that's I, that's nutty to think about.
0: I, I don't want to open my Christmas presents before it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. I, I want to wait until the time is right. And <laughs> and, and I want to be excited yeah. and filled with awe. All right. and, At the
1: same and, time, you do want to shake the box and make sure that somebody hasn't given you a sweater. <laughs>
0: okay fair enough Alex Kurtzman don't give us a sweater <laughs> please don't give us a sweater
1: Must <laughs> it's a really cool like gray sweater with a rainbow at the top and then that's oh kind well of, if it's that then, yeah okay maybe yeah, that's
0: yeah, all right Ken you got a thing I got a thing we gotta cut it short all but God's children got it.
1: things John
0: <laughs> we all got things so we have to cut it short today but thank you for listening that's that's it I mean until there's other news that's really all there is to say about it right
1: I think so. Yeah. Although, you know, who knows? I mean, stuff will start to leak out and stuff will start to come out. And one day we'll get a picture of somebody and that'll be like an hour.
0: I I will say this. I'm a little surprised by the timing of the announcement. I thought they would have waited until 2016, until kind of the kickoff of the 50th anniversary. That's hmm. the only thing I'm because su- I, I know that there have been kind of inklings and rumors and a little discussion here and forth. Bob Orsi <clears throat> uh, starting as far as a couple of years ago. Yeah, But uh, so I'm a little surprised now. But, hey, maybe that means that there will be some news coming out, that there will be some announcements coming out. They wanted to sort of beat that to the punch before people could speculate on it.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there there are a couple of other things, too, though. I mean, next year. Um, is going to be all about Star Trek's fiftieth anniversary, and mm. and so yeah, go ahead and talk about it now because I mean I would imagine that we're going to see something in Vegas, and who knows at you know any other conventions that happen next year? Maybe not right. the ones earliest in the year, although I think the first creation convention for Star Trek is in April, so maybe you right. will actually have you know some solid announcements by then. Sure. Um, we're talking far too much business in this episode, but I mean the other thing that's happening is. Disney is picking its teeth with anything that's not Marvel, or Disney, or now Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, and and we get a Star Wars movie. Uh, we the the public gets a Star Wars movie this year and gets a Star Wars movie next year. Right. I right. mean, I mean, getting out ahead of this. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they like if the ink wasn't even dry on whatever preliminary deal <laughs> CBS had before <laughs> they went and like ran yeah. it through the mimeograph and passed it out to everybody because. Because yeah, I mean, next year is the fiftieth anniversary of Star Trek, and it's you know, it's languished in a lot yeah. of ways. I mean, certainly people have kept it alive, and you know, there are the JJ movies, and there's you know all kinds of sort of ancillary stuff. I mean, certainly there are also the uh, the fan produced uh, uh, productions or the or the mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to say amateur, you don't want to say fan produced. They're they're yeah. the other. Star it, it, Trek independent productions. nonprofit, independent yeah. nonprofit productions. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so I mean, certainly there's a lot of interest, and in, but yeah, I mean, you kind of want to get ahead of. I mean, they're going to be like you know five more superhero movies and two <laughs> Star Wars movies, and who knows what else Disney has to you know pump out there. Probably a couple of Pixar films. Um, it makes perfect sense to me to do it as soon as you have something to say, rather yeah. than you know wait. wait there's there's no better time than now for them to say. By the way, we we do know that we actually have this thing.
0: And by the way, we yes, as mission log, we do know that the mission has now been extended. Yep. Poor um, so so Kolchak, the Night Stalker. I know uh, Kolchak moonlighting, super train. Um, <laughs> now WKRP? I'm doing love. WKRP, I'm doing Love Boat with some other guys, not you, Ken, so don't worry about that. Um, But yeah, all that stuff was put on hold, (laughs) and we always (laughs) imagined that Mission Log would go to the very end of what we have now, then the JJ movies, then whatever comes next, whether it was going to be on TV or online or whatever. That's kind of how we've always talked about it. I really like the idea of looking at a show in retrospect, where you can take it all in and <laughs> and you know
1: cuz we we're, we're not a news show so we'll talk about it uh we'll, we'll watch it in a year and then yeah. we'll talk about it in 8 12 years <laughs> <laughs> or 12 whatever yeah. whenever we get to it I don't Yeah. Know. Yeah. All right. All right. You got a thing. Cool. I got a thing. We got things.
0: All right. See everybody. Thank you to our Star Trek friends for listening. Uh, that's from
1: us. Your Star Trek friends. No pals. It's it's Star Trek pals, dude. Oh, Come Star on. Trek we're miles. we're chummy. We're pals. We're we're all right. We're bonamies. Mm-hmm.